Well, hello. Mmm. Dang. Dang. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Ah, uh, yeah. Hey, hello. My name is Jordan. Uh, it's so. The weather today was pretty awesome. It was. It was nice. It was nice, especially the eclipse. That happens what once every twenty something years. Once every million years, as someone said, that that makes sense. He read it, and so it's true, because he read it. All things you read are true. Yeah, the eclipse is pretty cool. Uh, anybody have any eclipse glasses? A few people. Okay. I tried to get some eclipse glasses. The line ended before I got some. And so I had to kind of bootleg it, and basically... I went ahead and tried to put three sets of sunglasses on top of on top of one another, and uh, the the outer set was polarized though, so you know it was going to work. That was to do the heavy lifting, and I looked up, and so funny thing, I looked up and it was perfect because I could see it, I could see it clearly, and I'm like, man, this is perfect. I don't need eclipse glasses, but it just happened to be cloudy, and so it was the clouds that made it clear so that I didn't hurt my eyes because I came out at like the peak time. And, and tried it again, and I looked for about five seconds, certain that I would see it, and I just could see just a, a blazing light on my eye, and my eyes hurt for about 30 minutes or an hour afterwards, and I didn't, so I didn't really get to enjoy the clips because that doesn't work. <laughs> so um, now, now you know, for the next eclipse in uh, a million years. But, hmm? can't wait. Well, anyways, my name is Jordan Goody. Uh, so many of you know me. Some of you don't know me. Uh, a little bit about me. I'm from uh, the greatest country that there is. I'm from Houston, Texas. So, you know, Texans out there. Yeah, that's where I'm from. I have a wonderful wife. She's sitting over there. She is quite large. She's right next to the lights. Her name is Katie. Uh, a few things about me. Hey, you learn a lot from someone when they d mess up things, and so I figured, why not tell you a few things that I messed up in my life? Uh, the sun, the eclipse glasses, that didn't work out for me so well. Uh, I also was like Taylor, where I was a super senior, five years in school, but see, I was unlike Taylor, because Taylor's really smart. What I did was, I was like, hey, it's a great idea to change your major in your senior year. So I did that, and then my parents really appreciated the loans and the extra time and stuff, and so that worked out really well. What's some other things I failed at? Uh, maybe I'll tell the story one day. I tried to be a gangster once. You know, I tried that. I tried that life. I was. I lived in the suburbs, so that's a great place for forming a gangster, a thug. And so I tried that life, and that didn't work out. Some of y'all know that story. I'll, I'll tell that story one day. And another thing about me. Oh, I tried to be a UFC fighter. Yeah, I tried to be like uh, John Jones, um, minus the pharmaceuticals. But I tried to be like John Jones, uh, and that worked out all right. I won every fight that I was in. I was 3-0, and and then I came up against the greatest opponent that anyone has ever seen. I mean, this person was, they were a champion of champions. I mean, they could have taken down Wonder Woman. And I say Wonder Woman specifically because it was a girl. <laughs> the only person I've ever lost to in a fight was a girl. That was my last fight. I retired after that because I realized I wasn't that good. Uh, long story short, we're at sixth grade, we're in, we're in science class, and, you know, I just cut a joke about this one random girl in class that, well, we all knew, she wasn't random, we knew her, we all knew each other, and anyways, I said this joke, she doesn't take it well, and so she looks at me and she's like, well, I'm gonna, 
you know, I'm going to kick your butt when class is over, you know, and I'm just like, all right, whatever, you know, cool, you know, and I'm, I look back at my friends, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever, she, she ain't going to do nothing, and then, <laughs> and, and so we're laughing at everything, and class goes on, and then it's, it's the last period, so the bell rings, we walk out of class, and we're walking, we're walking to wherever, and then all of a sudden I hear, where you going, punk? <laughs> and I was like, what? Who is this? And the reason I say it like that was because this girl was old. All right. She should have been in here. She should not have been in sixth grade. She should have been at Chi Alpha. She was way too old for, for she really was held back like three years. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. But that doesn't actually help the fact that like, I, I still got beat by a girl. Like it doesn't help me at all. But anyway, she like yells that out and she's like, hey, where are you going, punk? And I'm like, all right, I got this, guys. And I walk up to her, and I really thought I was bad because I was kind of a nerd, but I was athletic, and I, could, I was good at basketball. So I figured that kind of, that it balanced itself out. So I walk up to her, and I kind of shove her. I don't push her because you don't, you don't hit women, you know? And so I kind of, like, just kind of do a little shove thing on her shoulder, and I'm like, look, stop. Stop. This is pathetic. <laughs> and she looks at me like, what the... And then the next thing I remember was five really fast fists that hit my face. She broke my glasses. Next thing I know, I'm calling on the floor. And I'm like, my glasses, my glasses, where are my glasses? And all the eighth graders are around. And they're like, yo, this little boy got beat up by this girl. And like, everybody is like the worst. And so she kicks me while I'm looking for my glasses. She's like, yeah, punk, that's what's up. And then she walks off. I crawl over to the stairwell. And I'm holding my broken glasses. And then... The sweet girl walks over to me. Her name was Sarah, and she said, man, Jordan, Crystal was really wrong for doing that to you. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then she said, all right, bye. <laughs> and that was, that was the end of my UFC career. So those are some things about me, just so you, uh, now we're, you know, now we know one another better, better. At least you know me a little bit better. Anyways, tonight, hey, I don't know a lot of y'all in this room. I don't know your stories. I don't know where you've come from. And so I feel kind of weird kind of showing up and talking to you about what you should do and what you shouldn't do and what the Bible says. So what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to talk to Jordan a few years ago who was sitting in you all seats. Jordan, as he is in his first week of school, and he's thinking, you know what? What does this experience have for me? And I'm going to talk to myself. And then my hope is that, you know, you all will be able to take something from it. And we're going to look at a couple stories. We'll look at my story, and then we'll look at the story of a guy in the Bible, a guy in a story that's very familiar to some of you. He's a prodigal son. Prodigal sons, really. There's two brothers and then a father. And we're going to look at the first brother. We're going to look at his life a little bit. Now, anybody who is familiar with this story or isn't familiar with the story, basically what's going on is in this story, Jesus in the Bible is telling the story about two brothers and he is talking to a group of people where the group is like this it's a big group some are very religious people some people aren't religious at all and Jesus is telling the story to both of them and so I can relate a lot with this guy and I think that some of us or a lot of us in here can relate as well and so I'm gonna have my friend Alec come up and he's gonna read this story and then we'll go forward Hi guys, how you doing? Cool. All right, so this is actually one of my favorite stories. When Jordan told me to talk about this, I was super excited. Um, so I have a lot of hope for what he has in store for this. Um, 
it goes like this. And he said, there was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger gathered all he had, took a journey into a far country, and there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began in, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more enough more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. He arose and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Bring quickly the best robe and put, on him, put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the fattened calf, and I will kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this is my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. I'll say a prayer and we'll go further. Lord God, help us to see ourselves in this story. I see myself in the story. Would you help us all to see ourselves in the story, to learn what this man learned, to learn what I was able to learn. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I really enjoy this story. I I, I like it. I can kind of relate with this guy in uh, in a lot of ways. I feel like when I showed up, you know, I don't know I don't know why you all are here. Uh, some of you are here because you were here last year, and so you're back and and you enjoyed us enough to spend time with us again. Some of you, you don't you may not know why you're here at all. You know, like maybe someone invited you, but they didn't tell you what they're inviting you to. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe you're looking for the 7 o'clock horticulture class in Everly Hall, but you misread your schedule. Or maybe you just came for free food. Or maybe you you came just because, hey, you know, you're experiencing stuff, and, you know, the first week of college is great, and there's a lot of cool things that you've been able to experience, but maybe you, maybe you're like this guy. You know, he's at his father's house. Story starts with he just shows up to his father, and he's like, hey, look, I want my inheritance. And that was a really disrespectful thing, but what it was communicating was, look, I want to find something, and I want to find something that I don't think that I can find in your house. I'm looking to live. I'm looking for some adventure. I'm looking for life. I'm looking for, for fun, for community. And these things, I don't think I'm going to find in your house. So give me my inheritance and let me make my own path and go to some place called the far country wherever that is or whatever that is and then he goes there and what happens he has like it says that he spent it spent his money on reckless living 
I don't know what that means. You know, I have some ideas, but I'm not going to go into what those ideas are. Let's just say he didn't make some good decisions. And then a famine hits, which a famine, you know, if it doesn't rain or if it doesn't, if we don't get, if we get too much sun, that doesn't mean that much to us. But to people back then in an agrarian culture, look, you're, if it's a famine, your whole economy is demolished. Like 80% of the people are living off of the land. And so if a famine hits, it's devastating. So basically when his circumstances turn bad, his life is like everything that he thought he could find in the far country, it doesn't fulfill him. And it doesn't come through. And he basically finds himself alone. I mean, he hasn't made much of a name for himself as if he's feeding pigs and then trying to eat what, what they're eating. He doesn't have anything left. Like, it's not working out for this guy. And I think about myself in, you know, freshman year. When I showed up, all right, so I went to a school called Sam Houston. And as Sean eloquently said it yesterday, if you came to church at Brooks, we had this thing where we said, eat them up cats. And it is vicious and it is frightening. And that's, that's like, that's what we do. You know, eat them up cats. with the bear cats. I'm not even going to say all the stuff about what a bear cat looks like because it's nasty. Don't look it up. But I came from a place called Sam Houston. It was a big school by Texas's standards. I mean, a small school by Texas's standards and a big school if it was here. Because in Texas, I think it was like that. It wasn't even top 10, like size-wise. Maybe, Charles says maybe. Okay, it will say nine, nine. Ninth biggest school in Texas. It was about 20,000 students at 16 then. But it, was, it wasn't a small school. And so I'm there, and I had grown up in church. I don't know what your experience was, but I grew up in church, and my parents, they wanted me to know God. And so as I'm, like, going to church, and I'm like, hey, this is cool and everything, but when I got to college, I was like, look, I'm trying to do something different. I'm trying to create my own future. I want to make a name for myself. I want to have fun. And I want to I want to go and live. I want to I want to find life. And I I don't think I don't feel like I found these things in the circumstances that I was in before. And so when I got to college, church, God, anything related to to just anything Christian, I just kind of pushed to the side, pushed to the side. And I had two goals. I had the goal that I was going to enjoy my college experience and I was going to indulge in whatever I could indulge in. But with the limit of. I still want to go to medical school, and I want to do I want to do good there. So I wanted to have fun, and I wanted to find adventure, and that usually ended up being with stuff at nighttime. And then I also wanted to make a name for myself through my grades, through awards, through different honor societies and all the things that come with that. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to make a name for myself. I wanted to feel this kind of recognition, affirmation. I mean, am I crazy? But I don't think there's anybody in here who doesn't want these things. Everyone, everyone wants to live. Everyone wants to have fun. Everyone wants to make a name for themselves in some way. No one, no one wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to be a bum. Yes, that's, that's me. Yes, well, may, maybe a couple of people, but usually that's not what people think. And that's not what I was thinking. And so I'm looking at this dude, and I'm like, I can totally relate with his experience. Because as I sought those things out, Funny thing, I didn't have God in my plans at all. But first person I met on campus, right after my mom helped me move in, first person I met on campus before all my other friends who were from Houston were moved up, I'm walking around campus by myself, and I'm alone. And I go to this, like, 
event for new students and I'm walking on the campus and I'm trying to get some food and then some guy walks up to me and his name is Will and he's like, hey man, are you a freshman? I'm like, yeah, I'm a freshman. He's like, oh, that's cool. You know, where are you from? And we talked about Houston. We talked about sports. And it was, we talked for like 15 minutes. This is a good conversation. And then all of a sudden, this dude starts talking about Chi Alpha and small group and God. And I'm like, ooh, nah, nah, that ain't me, dog. You, 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 you can go talk to the other guy. I'll see you later. And so I get out of there as soon as possible. And, you know, I, you know, I go and do whatever that night. And then, but I'm coming in. And it's like two o'clock in the morning, and I had I, I didn't I didn't like I was I was very like I was there I wasn't I didn't do that I didn't I didn't do that much the first night, but I'm coming back from a party at like two o'clock in the morning, and <laughs> when I come into the entrance, coming into the other entrance is that guy, and he's like, "Dude, what's up, man? What are you doing here?" And I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> why are you in here? <laughs> no." And he's like, what are you doing in here? I'm like, man, I live here. And he's like, dude, I live here too. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, dude, what room are you staying in? And I'm like, well, this is my room right here. And he's like, man, I'm so excited. My room's right next door to yours. <laughs> and so I saw him a lot. And I avoided him a lot. But that that like first like first six weeks of school like I was kind of enjoying it. I was in. I was like I was going. Grades were going well. I was I was already being invited to like some award ceremonies and 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 uh, honors uh, honor society possibilities and all this stuff. And I'm like, sweet, everything is working out. And then I'm also having, I'm I'm, I'm dabbling a bit in uh, the evening festivities. And you know, and, and everything is going great until there is like one night where things go a little bit further than I had intended. And long story short, it's funny, I've actually never told this story in public. And so basically, long story short, it is me, it's, it's four of us, and we're coming home from a party where we're trying to come home, and all of us are drunk. And the only person, or the person who was the least drunk was me. And so we were like, all right, well, somebody has to drive us home because we're at this frat house, and it's like several miles from campus, so we got to get back. And I end up driving, and so I drove home drunk. And I'm like driving home, and I didn't think much of it. I was like, ah, oh, this probably isn't good, but that was the only thing I thought then. But I remember, I do remember waking up the next day. It is like two or three in the morning. I had missed all my classes. And then it just hit me, and it was like, and I was just like, man, Jordan, is this what you intended to become like as you were pursuing life and adventure, fun? As you were looking for significance, is this what it was supposed to be like? And I was just like, ah. And I'm, I mean, I'm having, this is, I mean, this is, to this day, this is probably the deepest conversation slash, like, just realization experience probably of my life to this day still. And it's all in the bed, and I'm still in my PJs. But I've, I've woken up, and I've missed all my classes. And it's just, it's just all these thoughts are flooding in, these thoughts of like, man, you're doing good in class. You missed your classes this morning, but what happens if you become a bum? You know, all those people that, you know, are singing your praises now, are they going to keep singing your praises if, you're, if your grades aren't good? Are they still going to be there? Or only, are they only there to pat you on the back when you do well? And I was like, well, you know, like, is, what, what about this whole, like, like, what about this stuff that I'm dabbling with? Because this stuff that I'm dabbling with, what just happened last night has, like, huge, that, can have, that could have had some huge repercussions. 
where is this going? You're only six weeks in and you're already this far. Like, where is this going? And I was just like kind of overwhelmed. And I was just like, look, I, this can't happen. And so this, the past six weeks, this guy has been inviting me to his small group nonstop. Every Chi Alpha thing he could invite me to, he invited me to. It was very annoying. I'm just going to be honest. I was very annoyed. I was like, stop texting me. Stop calling me. I don't care. Hey, why is it that when I walk out of my room, you're right there? Like, this is uncomfortable. But he kept inviting me. And then, so I just got out of bed. And to this day, he'll tell you that I wasn't in my pajamas. I was in my pajamas. I remember the story. I was in my pajamas, and I just got out of bed. And I walked, I walked up to his door, and I was like, I hope he's here. And I knocked, and he answered. And I was like, look. I'll try this thing. I'll come to Chi Alpha. I'll, uh, I'll come to small group. I don't know what this is going to look like, but I'll try it. And he was like, cool. You don't have any clothes on, but cool. And I'm like, all right. And I came to small group the next week. And for me, I can relate so much with the prodigal because I think about this young man, and I think about his life. And what does he do? He comes to himself, and he's like, look, let me just – let me just go back home. You know what? Even if you were the even if you're the lowest person on on, on the on the totem pole, even if you're the lowest in my family's house, you got it way better than the, than what I have. This is this is stupid. Why am I doing this? And so he goes back home and he prepares this apology. And what happens? His father sees him, runs up to him, which was like a big deal because men don't run back in that culture in that time. Runs up to him, gives him a hug, and then he like puts a robe on him, the nicest robe. He puts his sandals on his feet. He puts a ring on his fingers. And you know, this is just me as I as I read the Bible, and I'm I'm like looking at, it, I'm like, man, you know, it's a cool story and everything, but was there a bath in there, like in between like the the robe pudding and then like the the pig stuff, I mean, because I'm just thinking, you know, you, you're just working with pigs, you're trying to eat what pigs eat, you're hanging out with pigs, and then you got the nicest robe on you the next minute. I'm like, is there, is there any kind of bath, like a reference to a shower? I don't know. That's just, sometimes when I read the Bible, I just think stuff like that. I know. But anyways, that, that, there was no purpose to, for me telling that. I just always wondered that. But anyways, <laughs> some things about that experience, though, is he realized so many things about what his father was like through that experience because he probably thought his father was going to come back and shame him, make him like be just a bum in the house, like, hey, this is my son, but he's not the real son because he's, you know, he's a joke. He went and did all this stuff or remind everyone when people visit, you know, how much of a bum his son is or something like that. Like, you just think like his dad would have a terrible view of him. And then he comes and he's in his father's house and he finds out that his father is way better than he could have ever imagined. Bless you. His father was one person when he left, but he found out that his father was so much greater when he came back. And for me, that was kind of what it was. I was like, all right, I grew up in church. I'd read some of the Bible. I knew a lot of this stuff. And then I was like, I didn't think there was much more for, for me to learn. And then I joined this guy's small group, and I am just so humbled. I'm humbled by how excited he is about the Bible. I'm humbled by the fact that he actually does this stuff, not just on Sunday, but he does it, like, the rest of the week. I'm humbled that it's, like, not a chore to him, but this is, like, like he's having, he's having as much fun as we would have when we would go out and we're drinking, and he's not even drinking and he's having fun. And I'm like, what, what is this? And, and then just the, 
God was, God was someone to him, and he was someone so different to me. And so in that whole experience of being in his small group, you could say, in a sense, being in, in I felt like I was kind of coming into the Father's house by stepping into his small group. And in this whole experience, God is like someone totally different to me. But another thing that happened that year, and in that whole experience of joining the small group and, and just kind of like, just jumping in when it came to Chi Alpha was not only who I found out the father to be, but also what I found out about attaining those things that I wanted so bad, which in this story, like, and throughout the Bible, I used to think that it just growing up, I just used to think that God wasn't interested in us having these things. Like you're supposed to serve him and be like good. And you're supposed to, he cared more about you being considered a good person than you living. Or you being someone who was like significant, or you being someone who mattered, or you just being someone who was in community, like it to me, it just was always about what you do and what you don't do. And then I get around this guy, and it was so interesting to me because in that year, some of the things that I tried to get the most in the far country, in a sense. I found that I got them the most in my father's house, just as he found that out. He found, he found worth again in his father's house. He found a party, probably a bigger party than he ever experienced outside his father's house. He found a party in his father's house. He found significance again. As I think about like myself and like the stuff that I experienced as I'm talking to Jordan, there's a couple other things that I tell Jordan that I got that I didn't expect to get in the Father's house in this small group community as I came closer to God in this experience was I didn't expect to get forgiveness because I'd never heard about that in the far country in a sense. I thought you just kind of dealt with your shame and your guilt. And all of us here have shame and guilt and things that the world has done to us and things that we've done to the world that we're not proud of, things that we don't want anyone to know. And I found in the Father's house, in this small group community, as I got closer to God, I found that there was, there was peace with that. There was forgiveness that I wasn't going to get in the far country, in a sense. I also think about grace. I didn't get that. I didn't get that in the far country. Everything that I did, I earned. I mattered because I earned it. At this university, you will matter more to this university if you earn it. But in the Father's house, he gives you what you don't deserve. He gives you a purpose and a destiny. He makes you matter and makes you significant in ways that you would have never gotten that in the far country. You know, as I'm talking and as I'm like thinking about like just like coming to an end, I think about what Jordan would have said to Jordan today. He's sitting in the front seat here, and he would, if we were having this conversation, he would say back to me, all right, Jordan, cool. This, is, this, is, this sounds nice and everything. It sounds very noble. But look, just give me, give me a couple weeks. Give me a couple months. I'm interested in the Father's house. Just let me go and dabble a little bit more. And then, then I'll go and turn it around. 
That's what he would have said to me. And I'd be like, that makes, that makes sense. I can see why you would say that because you think that you still think that in the father's house, it's not better than in the far country. You think the far country is better. And I can understand that because you have yet to taste how good the father's house is. But what I would say back to that Jordan sitting here is he's like, just give me a little bit more time to go and look around a little bit more. I would say to him, you know what, Jordan? I was there in your shoes, and I know kind of how it ends. I know that in this story, you're going to lead some girls into some shame that some of them will not get out, get out of. And you're going to lead some guys into some opportunities. And your pursuit to not go and have fun by yourself, you're going to lead some guys who are up. You're going to lead them down. And some guys who are down, you're going to push them down a little bit further. As you find out how good the father's house is, there will be some who will never leave the far country. And they'll stay in the far country forever. As I look at this story and as I'm like coming to a close, I love the story of the prodigal because I also like to write my own ending into it. Now, it's some of y'all are like, oh, man, you can't be writing stuff into the Bible. That's not good. But before you jump there, what I'm saying is when Jesus ends this story, the story for the younger son ends right there. We don't know anything else about what he did afterwards or what happens afterwards. But as I like to think about it, I like to think that. I like to think that he stayed at the father's house and he learned a lot of things and he became a much better person in the father's house and he had a whole lot of fun. But then he eventually left the father's house. And I like to think that he went back to the far country. Not in a relapse, but because he realized that, you know what, I can't undo the things that I did to the far country, but at least I can go and fight to see the far country be better than what it will be if I don't go. I like to think that the prodigal went back as an evangelist or a missionary or a small group leader. Somebody who gives up their time freely. Someone like that guy who would not stop texting me. He could have he gotten a job and made money. <laughs> He could have done better at school. He already did well in school, but he could have done. He could have given more time to his grades. He could have just relaxed more. He could have just Netflix. You know, like he, he could have done so many different things, but he gave so much free time to making it so that the far country didn't destroy me. And the person who brought you here tonight is the exact same way. The person who invited you. They didn't invite you because they had to invite you. They invited you because they wanted to invite you because they know how good it is in the Father's house. They know that in the Father's house, you have real fun. Taylor talked about it early earlier, and I've, I've realized it myself. In the Father's house, I have more fun on accident than many people have on purpose. And I don't have to go into debt in order to have fun in the Father's house. And I don't have to regret who I am the next day when I have fun in the Father's house. When I have, in the Father's house, I've been able to enjoy adventure. I've been able to see the world in the Father's house. I've been, I've been in the Father's house a little bit of time now. And I've, see, I've been able to travel the world literally because of being in the Father's house. And I found significance. I am better today than I ever thought that I would be having been in the Father's house. I couldn't even, I couldn't write this up 
I in no way years ago would I have thought that I am the person that I am today. In no way. I wouldn't even think it was actually literally possible. So last thing I want to say, what would it look like for you this year if you let yourself be in the Father's house and that is where you went for fulfillment instead of going into the far country this year? What if you prioritized the Father's house over the far country this year? What would that look like if you put in your calendar when small group is and you determined that you were going to go to small group for the rest of the year? What kind of person do you think you'd be at the end of the year? Could you imagine being someone that you're proud of, that you don't have regrets at the end of this year, things that you don't have to apologize to your parents for? Could you imagine being someone where you can't even imagine the fact that you are who you've become? You can have adventure and life and joy and fun and significance in the Father's house. In fact, it is only in the Father's house that you find these things in the most real and deep way. I love the fact, and it has been my life verse. It, I learned it the second week of small group, and it's always been the most significant verse to me in the Bible. When Jesus said in John 10.10 10, that I came so that you may have life and have it to the fullest. He wants you to live. That is what's most important to him. He wants you to live, and he knows that in <laughs> with the purpose that he's given you, you fulfilling the destiny that he has set out for you, you becoming like everything you were meant to be, you'll get that in the Father's house. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that you would speak to my friends, and I pray that you would... I pray that you would have helped them learn just some things from as I kind of preach to myself. Lord, I really ask, Lord, that we wouldn't have to break any hearts and we wouldn't have to go up and, and rack up shame and guilt in order to realize just how good your house is. Help us to take that step towards you and to prioritize you this year. I thank you, Lord, for the fun and the life that you've given me I pray, Lord, that everyone else here would be able to taste that. Thank you, Lord. pray this in Jesus' name.